I began the sermon as I always do, by starting with prayer and reading the passage repeatedly. On average weeks, some passages speak to me right away and I have a point. Then some weeks it's more difficult to discern what the Spirit is saying to the people. This week and this passage has been one of those more difficult readings. I believe the difficulty comes from the amount going on in the passage. Mother Reagan, who is one of my seminary friends, was also having this difficulty. And she offered this wisdom. This passage from Mark is like listening to a toddler tell a story. This thing happened, and then this thing happened, and then this thing happened, and then this thing happened. Okay, bye. Spot on like a toddler story. Mark's gospel is very fast and very succinct, and we have to pay attention to why all these events are happening all at once in the gospel and find the connectedness. I mean, one would think that because this passage contains so much that all these events have happened over several days or several weeks. But they didn't. They are a continuation of the Sabbath that we heard about last week. If you recall, Jesus performs an exorcism on the Sabbath. Today's passage opens up with, right after they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew. This opening sentence informs us that it is still the same day and Sabbath. All the scenes that we have heard today, Simon's mother-in-law being healed, then after sundown, which is the end of Sabbath and the start of a new day in ancient Jewish practice, Jesus heals and casts out demons on many. Then the final scene, Jesus goes off to pray and then goes on preaching tours. Even though there are three scenes over one day in our time and one and a half days in the time of ancient Israel, I would break them up into two parts. The first being Jesus heals, and the second, Jesus prays and preaches. Now, if you notice from the reading today, the word used in our translation of the, the Bible is that Jesus cured many that were sick. In many other translations, the word used here is not cured, but heals. That got me wondering, what is the difference between cured and healed? According to an article in Psychology Today, curing means eliminating all evidence of disease or sickness, while healing means becoming whole. I would agree that healing takes on a more wholeness approach, and I believe that is what Jesus was doing. He was healing the sick and diseased to become whole, to restore them to the community, back to who they are called to be. The Gospel gives us an excellent example of this healing. We hear about Simon's mother-in-law, who is sick and in bed with a fever. Now usually in non-COVID times, we would hear that she has a fever and think it's not that big of a deal. But in the first century, there was no penicillin to take down that fever, and there could be underlying problems causing that fever, in turn causing anxiety, just like fevers do nowadays with COVID times. Moreover, the mother-in-law, who was weak and had a fever and was in bed. Jesus comes to her and raises her, and her fever is gone. We know there are no more symptoms because she goes and serves the guests that have arrived at her house. The mother-in-law is an ex excellent example of Jesus' healing because he restores the mother-in-law to her wholeness 
to what she is called to do and to be. She gets up and serves Jesus and the guests. Now, don't get me wrong, I am not a proponent of preaching that women belong in a servant's role. In fact, every time I read this part of the passage, I cringe. But, in the ancient world of Jesus, Jewish women in the household would be the one that greets and serves guests. By the mother-in-law being laid in bed with the fever, she was not her whole self. She was not part of the community to which she belonged. By Jesus taking the fever away and she immediately getting up and serving Jesus and the other guests, she was healed and restored to her whole self within the community. In a commentary I read on this passage, Ophelia Ortega explains that the word serve here is the same word Jesus uses to describe himself later in Mark as one who serves. The Greek word that is used is diakoneo, which is where we get the name for deacon. Ortega exclaims that the mother-in-law, who is the first to be healed in Mark's gospel, is also Jesus' first deacon. The point is that Jesus heals to restore those that are sick, have disease, back to their whole selves, back to what they are called to be. So after sunset, many more folks that were sick and had demons seek out Jesus. Sabbath was over and it was okay for folks to move about the town. As Father Daryl discussed last week, the Sabbath was a holy day, a day that you went to the synagogue and then went home. You did not do anything else from sunset to sunset. This was part of Jewish law, and if you were to break it, you would be an outsider, someone on the margins. And just like that law, there was also purity laws. People would be under these laws and be outcasted and marginalized if they were sick and diseased. They would not be their whole selves, they would not be who they are called to be, they would not be part of the community. These are the people seeking out Jesus. And Jesus goes through and he heals each of them from being marginalized to their whole selves, who they are called to be. Jesus wants them not to be seen as marginalized persons, a person that is less than. Jesus wants them to be seen as they are, a person made in the image of God, one of God's own. So he restores them back to the community. By restoring marginalized persons to the community, Jesus becomes an ally of those persons. An ally is a person who is not part of a marginalized group, but seeks justice and the end of the group's marginalization and oppression. Not for their own benefit, but for the benefit of the group, out of love. There are many marginalized people in this city, in this state, in this country, and in this world. The LGBTQIA community, people of color, women, the disabled, people experiencing homelessness, people experiencing food insecurities, people with mental health issues, and many more. How can we, as followers of Christ, become allies to the marginalized? Because being an ally is not just focused on one group. Being an ally is fighting for justice for all marginalized people. That is what Jesus did as, he, as an ally. He healed all those on the margins of society the sick, the diseased, the powerless. What can we do to restore the marginalized today in this community and, and beyond, back to the center? 
Now you and I cannot perform miracles as Jesus does in this passage. So how do we answer Jesus' call to us to heal the marginalized? We can follow the good examples of Jesus and all the saints that came before us. Today in our second part of uh, our passage, Jesus goes to the deserted place to pray. And then goes on to other towns to preach. Now an ally has a good spiritual life. And we follow the example that Christ gives us in prayer. As Christians and allies, we need to find time to speak with God, to, re- to release what is going on with us, with the group that we are allied with, whether it be anger or happiness. To seek justice, as we are called to do, we must have a relationship with the one that calls us to justice. Now after prayer, Jesus and his disciples go on to other towns to preach. They go out and preach the good news about the kingdom the good news about restoring God's people to the community, back to God. He was preaching about how he has healed the marginalized, how they are restored back to the community and seen as God's own. We too can preach that, not just us priests and pastors in this pulpit, but all of us Christians out in the towns. The first part of preaching is to read and educate yourself on what you are preaching. Then we can go out into the world outside these walls and preach the good news that all of God's people are welcome. We can take our privilege and use it to fight for justice for the marginalized, and we can go out and love as God loves us. Now, in the 930 service, we were able to have a liturgy of welcome for new members of this community in St. Andrews. Father Darrell asked the question to the congregation gathered there, will you welcome these people into this family of St. Andrews? Embrace their gifts, their needs, and their dreams. Will you recognize that their presence and participation will change the shape of the body and help it grow in new ways? Will you support them in their journeys and assist them in their ministries? Now we are asked these questions in that liturgy And we are asked those questions as allies seeking justice. By healing, Jesus recognized the presence and participation of the sick mother-in-law would bring her back into the community. By being an ally as Jesus calls us to be, we welcome the marginalized, we recognize their presence in the greater community, and we seek to support and assist them in their journey. Amen.